0: Hi, I'm Sandeep Kumar and welcome to this week's episode of Mastering Your Invisalign Business. Every week I go behind the scenes with my guests, what is it like to be a dental entrepreneur, what does it take to build a successful business, and how Invisalign that little piece of plastic has impacted their world. Let's get started. So my today's guest don't need much introduction. It's my real honor to have him here on my podcast, he is one of the largest Invisalign providers in Europe, having treated more than 5,000 cases with Invisalign. Dr. Mohsin Taranian became an Invisalign provider in 2006, and now he's a clinical speaker for Align Technology, as well as lecturing to newly qualified and a very experienced Invisalign providers across the Europe. A very warm welcome, Mossin and thank you for joining me. Thank
1: you for inviting me. It's great to have you uh happy Yeah, year.
0: good to good to have you, Mosin. So, Mosin, let let's talk about you know your childhood and uh, where was you born and how did you get into dentistry. So yeah, take me back as far as you can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was born in Iran, obviously, uh, and um, um, my parents moved to UK quite early on. Um, and my dad was studying, he studied uh, here his master's degree uh, in civil engineering. We used to live in Sheffield. And, okay. uh, I was around nine that my dad found a, a job in an American company in uh, Tehran and he decided to go back. And uh, that's when the revolution happened in Iran, <laughs> unfortunately. All right, okay. So, uh, <laughs> we, we did get stuck a bit. But anyway, yeah. And then um, I eventually moved back to UK after I was a dentist in 1999. And I did all my, uh, you know, exams necessary uh, all in uh, London. And I started working as a dentist in 2002. Um I worked for Boots dental care and, um, uh, uh, eventually, uh, you know, um, moved to optical express and I worked in some, uh, central, it was all central London practices and, uh, eventually in 2012, I opened my own practice. What was that exam you did that time? Because I did the
0: same thing. So I came from India and I did uh, a statutory exam. Was it statutory? Or yeah, was it... Just,
1: we did the first lot of what was called at that point IQE. Oh, so is it, it IQE? After, yeah. yeah, it was just after the statutory. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was the last
0: batch to do that yeah. in 2000. So I think you probably probably did that, uh, did that one after me then.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> So tell me how this uh, the practice which you own now the dream smile dental clinic how did that come about and when did that start?
1: <clears throat> so I used to work um, uh, in some central London practices a couple it was one was Swiss smile and one was eventually um, optical Express in the strand and um, uh, and it was I was doing quite a lot of invisalign. Um, when I started in 2006, I was doing uh, first probably year, I did 20, 25 cases. And once I started to kind of learn the system, I ventured out. And at that point, there was packages you had to kind of yeah, sign a yeah. contract I remember, I remember
0: those days, yes.
1: <laughs> we were brave enough and we said, okay, let's sign up to a hundred package because that gives you the most discount. So, uh, you know, and uh, that's where, you know, I started doing around hundred cases a year. We pretty much finished the hundred cases within six months, and from from then on, I we started doing like probably two hundred cases a year mm-hmm. until around two thousand and eleven. And at that point, you know, like I had a vision of doing Invisalign much more efficiently than I was at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, working in different practices, I just didn't have the efficiency, which I wanted to have. And uh, I was quite a fast dentist anyway, so uh, I'm generally quite quick, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to be quicker. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened uh, Dream Smile in Lewisham, one, mm-hmm. because I liked the location, as in I liked the place. So I could, uh, first of all, it was freehold, so I could <laughs> buy the place. Mm -hmm. and i had a large space and i thought you know if i give the best quality treatment and in a very nice environment with very good equipment people are going to come to me rather Mm -hmm. than you know i'm being somewhere that people uh, make it easy for people to come to me so that's how it came to open uh, Mm Luisha. and funny enough you know from 200 cases the first year we opened i went straight up to 400 cases wow. so we did a huge jump at that point you know yeah. and from then on we've been doing on average around 400 you know sometimes a uh, little bit more um you know probably 2000 and what 2000 and, um last 21 uh, we did a huge one i think we did 770 cases um but, you know, that was expected to, to go. But, uh, yeah, I, I built the practice ar- around efficiency. That's my plan. And I wanted to have the best equipment in the world. Uh, so and I, ha- I do have the best equipment in the world in the clinic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when was that? When did you start that
0: clinic? I started in 2012. 2012. Okay. So not, not too long after that you start. So when did you actually start doing Invisalign
1: cases? so 2006 i i did uh, i started invisalign first yes. year i did 20 cases 20 or 25 cases yeah and uh then you know the the year after about 100 and then uh after that it went to 150 200 after that um wow
0: but i'm blown away who has done nearly 5,000 cases as you have but the way <laughs> you have done it is a completely different journey so you said the way you have done that is efficiency and investment in equipments. Yeah. So let's talk about equipments. What, what 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 equipments are we talking about here? Where you have invested? Uh... Okay, so
1: you know, like, I'll tell you where it started. So it, I had the first like itero, probably bef- not probably for sure before Invisalign had itero. So oh, is it? Yeah, we, had, we were doing, <laughs> we were using the itero. Around wow. two years before Invisalign uh, purchased the company, Cadent. And we wow. were doing, uh, obviously, it had Orthocad on it and uh, doing all restorative cases on it. So uh, I'm pretty techy. So I, I really, really like tech. It was really, yeah. really hard to use the first iterator. The, the first two to three weeks I used it, it was just giving me a massive shoulder ache,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: especially when we started doing full full mouth scanning. So, uh, you know, I, I, invested in digital from the moment I could, uh, you know, I could, you know, and I was independent to buy whatever I want. Uh, so, you know, the, when I set up the clinic, we had, uh, two iTero's and at that point, nobody had an iTero. They didn't know what it is. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that was pretty unique and, you know, uh, having an OPG, having, uh, uh cameras you know like one of the best investments which i had done probably in 2004 5 was to get a dslr camera wow. and then just start mm-hmm. shooting and i think yeah. what, that was one of the reasons probably um for the success i, I had because we had invisalign galleries etc and i can uh, uh, say that it improved my own dentistry as well you know yeah shooting yeah. and looking, you know, and what, learning from your mistakes.
0: Yeah. So you do throw yourself in, man, before even anybody think about it. DSLR camera in 2004, 2005, iTero's before even a line board. So, do I dare asking how many iTero's do you have now?
1: <laughs> well, we have an iTero in every room. Yeah, uh, in every room, right. Yeah, I yeah. have an iTero in every room. It doesn't make sense not to have it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. And how, what do you think about this new iTarot
1: 5D? I love it, you know. Yeah. Like, well, we got a five, we got a five D and the five D plus. So the five D now, if I, and that's pretty really fast. But somehow now everybody fights for the five D plus. So it must yeah. be good for our staff to fight for it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> because yeah, you you can tell how good it is, isn't? Everybody wants that in the, in their in their rooms. In
1: their room, definitely.
0: Yeah, so how you know technology is an enabler, right? It's you've got to know what you're doing. You've got yep. to have a clarity. You've got to have a vision. You've got to have uh, you got to have a system and process, and then technology helps you to get get in, get those systems work as the way you want. Yeah. So how do you do that, Mosin? So what can we can we talk about your your patient journey? And you know, Mosin, the the whole purpose of me doing this podcast is you know. You've done enough cases, I've done enough cases. There's a lots of young dentists out there who look upon on you and they want to learn. And the purpose of this is, you know, to add value and give tell people that how we do it. And, you know, if if they can learn one or two things, then, you know, I'm sure uh, that, that's all we want. And, you know, the amount of education and training you're doing at the moment. So just wanted to really dig deep into the patient journey and how that technology integrate each and every step of the way.
1: So from start to end, then let's have a discussion. So um, I was pretty much, when I set up the clinic, I really wanted everything to be digital. I just okay. wanted it to be completely paperless. So that was my ideology. I just wanted everything to be digital uh, because digital was easy to share with patients. And uh, it's a digital world. Patients are more digital than we think as dentists. So. <sighs> Uh, that was my main aim was to have everything digital from mm-hmm. the moment they walk in, you know, I wanted them to book their, uh, appointments online. So it takes less time of my staff. And then once they walk in, I wanted to, for them to kind of have a scan done, uh, and be impressed by the, you know, what they see on their scan. So, uh, from really, really early on, we were scanning every patient who walked in the clinic. Everybody. Everybody. It right. was taking pictures and taking scans of everybody. Because, you right. know, patients come in and they uh, show you a single central incisor yeah. as the problem. Yeah. And you know that there's hundreds of other things going on. Yes. And I knew by experience that by the time they finish their Invisalign, they're going to be mm-hmm. extremely picky. So it was mm-hmm. my job to kind of point out what their problems was early on, yeah. on the first day. Mm-hmm. uh i'm not going to talk about money with them i'm not going to talk about you know uh how you do the payments i'm going to mainly talk about with them on their first visit of what i see is the problem right? and educate them so yeah. my first problem was like let's educate the patient and yeah. to educate them they had to see it visually yeah. and so that was what we carried on doing and now we're still doing um is to kind of show the problems initially and then mm-hmm. find the solution to the problem and yeah. be honest about it. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm super honest with my patients. Yeah. Uh, when I see a patient, I just see them, if I was gonna treat my brother or sister or father or child. Yeah. And that's how I do the treatment planning. And I think mm-hmm. that comes across to the patient that, you know, uh, I'm there to, uh, obviously we run a business. It's not that yes. we don't run a business, but, mm-hmm. um, for me, money was not the most important thing because I knew if I can solve the problem, the money will come itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, that's how I set up my fees as well. The fees are really reasonably priced for what I do. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, that's how kind of we kind of, well, how can I say sold Invisalign to patients is yeah. uh, finding a solution to the problem and then uh, discussing their final bit as well. You know, like once your teeth are straight, then, you know, you would, you may need some cosmetic treatment to finish it off, etc. cetera. Yeah. Uh, and first part of the treatment education, second part was kind of give them a reasonable price for them to kind of accept the treatment.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you do all this or do you have a team member well, who's taken care usually of? Usually
1: when them? I started, obviously that was my job. You know, yeah. I was doing all of it. Mm-hmm. But as we managed to do more and more, then I dedicated staff to doing this. Yeah. And I trained them. And that's mm-hmm. one of the main things um I knew I had to do was to kind of train the staff around me. Yeah. And I wanted them to be as good as me. Yeah. So um had really, really good staff, and some of them I still have. A lot of them now ventured out into other things and other parts. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we I dedicated a room to uh, complete scanning. So okay. one of my dental surgeries was uh, we we put a name for him. He was our dental a scanning technician, digital technician. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, I like uh, that. I've never heard that before. Scanning yeah, technician. So, uh, you know, when I uh, when I was gonna uh, introduce patients to go and get a scan, I would say, "Okay, you're gonna next time you come, you're gonna meet our uh, technician, and he's gonna take all your uh, digital records." Um, so they would see, uh, you know, at that point it was Harry, and then it was Anish. So they would see them and. Uh, they they would have a scan. They would even discuss the outcome simulator if it's necessary. Uh, yeah. Discuss the treatment plan again, and that took a lot of time off my shoulders. So that is mm-hmm. how I wanted it to be efficient because mm-hmm. you know I don't want to sit and talk about how yeah. to do whitening with the patient. Yeah, you know yeah. how many times can I do this? And <laughs> how, much, how much? of my, How much is it worth? Ten minutes of my time versus you know uh, uh, me doing something more useful in that pay- 10 minutes yeah, yeah. I can. so it was delegating to uh, my staff how to do the education you know to the patient do all the hard work for me which is talking to the patient explaining their treatment plan explaining their clean checks etc uh, etc et so do you so I, I, is that equivalent to treatment
0: coordinator or do you created a different no, would,
1: like Uh, The I run a kind of strange practice, probably, I'd say. We don't have a manager and we don't have a treatment coordinator. Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm all ears, my friend. I'm all ears. I'm listening. (laughs) Technically, every staff in the clinic should be a treatment coordinator. Okay. So that could be from uh, every nurse and every receptionist is yeah. a treatment coordinator. Mm-hmm. They should go in and out of the treatment. Because yeah. I don't want to kind of get a patient to call and the receptionist not to really know what they're talking about, what the patient yeah. is yeah. talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want the the receptionist to know. And obviously you get a, a new staff and you have to train them. And yeah, You get hiccups sometimes. But that the idea and the goal would be for all the staff, to be treatment coordinators, mm-hmm. and we run micromanagement teams. So, you know, like uh, we got a dental assistant which does the ordering. We got a dental assistant that uh, does uh, uh, the finances, does yeah. the bookkeeping, does mm-hmm. the ordering, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you yeah. give uh, some roles to some, and then you 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 assess your staff's capabilities, and you give them bigger roles. Yeah. and more responsibilities and uh, so on. So, yeah, that's that's how we do it. So, uh, yeah, I don't have a single treatment coordinator. Everybody is a
0: which is treatment. good. So, you are just building leaders within the company. So, everybody feel empowered. Everybody feel that they are contributing. Everybody feel part of the part of the patient journey, which is which yeah. is very good and this is very refreshing. Which I have not come across this before. Yeah. So, say if I walk into your clinic, morse and I am looking for Invisalign. Mm-hmm. What will happen first? Will so, I see you, or will I see somebody else in your team? So the first
1: consultation will always be me.
0: Will so, always be you,
1: okay? Will, if the patient is going to see, obviously we've got other dentists in the clinic, yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, but the first contact will be with a dentist. And okay. I I don't, in my opinion, I don't want them to kind of see somebody else, which is can't answer any question the patient has yeah, on yeah. their first visit. So on their mm-hmm. first visit, I want it to be first contact and we want to do a quick examination and it's yeah. completely free. Yeah. You know, make sure the gums are okay. Make sure the teeth are okay. Uh, and, uh, then, you know, do an assessment and preferably at that point, take a scan and, uh, go forward. Um, now, do, you
0: do, do you do the scan or dentist do the scan
1: or you pass it yeah, on to somebody else? Then,
0: I mean, you know, with the
1: 5D plus. You can do it. In like, like just so <laughs> it's just so quick. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't make sense. I used to yeah, book the patient after me to go and have a scan. Yeah, But now it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But at that point, I will get my assistant to do the scan. Right. And while my assistant is scanning, then I will... Uh, do my notes? Do yeah. a treatment plan. Uh, although, but as I am talking, my assistant has already done the treatment plan. So they're oh, listening carefully right. okay. to me, and yeah. they're listening. Okay, I think you need comprehensive, or I think you need light treatment, and yeah. uh, or oh, I think we're gonna add some uh, buttons to it, and you know. So they'll they'll listen to me, and they've already done the plan. So by the yeah. time I've finished talking to the patient, which is virtually 10 to 15 minutes, the tra- the plans are ready on the paper, on paper printed, give it to the wow. patient uh, mm-hmm. for the patient to take home. Uh, and that's the only really thing that we, we print is to just print out the treatment plan so they've got something in their hand to go away. Uh, rather than, you know, I'll send uh, I'll send the treatment plan to you. Um, you know, we got a saying in Persian, it's like it says when the uh, when the oven is hot, which is tandoor, right? The,
0: yeah, yeah, that's it, tandoor. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what we yeah. call cool in
1: India as well. <laughs> yeah, so you can only stick the bread. That's it. Yeah, when the side tandoor is hot. which is <laughs> which is hot, you know. <laughs> so hot. the patients in your clinic wants yeah. to do line, They're yeah. hot. Yes, you, you don't want them to go home and okay, I'll I'll email you the yeah. plan. Yeah, that doesn't work out. You know, yeah. you got to give the plan to the patient. Then you got to get everything rolling. -hmm. On that same visit. Yeah. Because we are hot. We are hot. We want it. And at that point, you need to just push, push, push. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't, I don't, as I said, I don't sell and I don't want any time to to come across as it sells. But obviously, my work has got a fee. This is the fee. And we can really start quickly. Let's scan it. The next time, you just need to give us the okay and we're ready to go. So. That that is how the first appointment goes.
0: Yeah, and you know, if you are confident, p- patient can see that, right? Patient can see straight away. Do you know what you're talking about? Can they trust you? Do you have credibility? And once you hit these, you know, the trust and the credibility questions in patient's head, and as long as the price is right, then 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 exactly. go ahead and do it, right? So exactly. yeah. completely. Yeah. Different. So. Yeah, a couple of months ago, Mosin, we talked about uh, live clincheck, new one of the new yeah, innovation which uh, Line is working on. So, do you do you go ahead and set up everything and approve the clincheck at the same appointment, or do you bring the patient back? Happens uh, after. Uh,
1: no, so if we've done the clincheck, if we've done the scan, yeah. then and the patient decides to go ahead, and then we'll obviously send it off to for the initial clincheck to get uh, made. I think yeah. you're talking about IPL, which is, you know, the ClinCheck gets ready automatically. That's that right, yes, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So uh, once that's ready, uh, it's probably done about 80 to 90, sometimes 100% of what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is sometimes I've talked to a line and I said, you know what, I don't want that to do the final ClinCheck for me. I don't want it yeah. to do it. But mm-hmm. I, if it's a cake, I want the cake to be built and the layers to be put on. I don't know the jam to be put in the layers, the frosting to be on, and I want to decorate it at the end. So yeah. it's for me to use the 3D ClinCheck software and the 3D tools to kind of put the final decoration and final setting to the ClinCheck. So yeah. I will always do a um, a ClinCheck modification, and I will always use my 3D tools. Uh, wow. I virtually never ever write anything for the technician. Okay, okay so uh, and I've been doing this for the last 10 years is right okay and you modify you I
0: modify can. every clean check by yourself.
1: I modify every clean check. Right. And I want the technician to be involved as less as possible than yeah, it can yeah. Be. So uh, maybe ideally one day no technician. You know, yeah, is,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, that will be ideal outcome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: alignment that as well. <laughs> <laughs> there are Five thousand people working on this. Obviously, they're going to get those people to do other stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah. Ideally, you know, my, my always my uh, uh, you know prescription goes in kind of empty, and then I do the final touches. But I want that first clean check to come to have some structure to it. And yep. that's when, you know, I put my protocols in place. Your medical uh, yeah yeah. Well, and then I want the clean check, as I said, come with the layers how I want it to be, the IPR to be done in the right stages, yeah. uh, the attachments to come in the right stages. Mm-hmm. I don't want the molars to be tipped and moved and medialized and etc. Yeah. unless I specifically want it. Mm-hmm. So I make it simple. You send yeah. a complicated prescription to the, you know, technician, and they so won't know where to to complicated when it comes back. And getting yeah. it back is hell, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once once you've modified everything, once you're 100% happy, what happens after that? Does the so patient is, come back? Uh,
1: no. I, you know, I don't want the patient to come back in the clinic. Sometimes okay. I, see, I see patients, you know, f- quite a long time through their treatment, to be honest. Yeah uh so uh the clean check is shared with the patient by email or yeah by email so we send three emails you know like patients get three emails uh but the one email is uh so when i've done the clean check you can see there is a place you can put notes on
0: uh, just the patient's name so as soon
1: as i've done my clean check i will put my note in there by the way, right. that note, it was something that I pushed at one point and hopefully it was me that made that note. And I said, guys, I just want to write some stuff here yeah. and I want it to have enough space for four or five lines. So once yeah. I've done my check, I will write the specific notes regarding that patient, which is, you know what? I can't match your midline. Uh, okay. You know what? I will have to be leaving some space here or there. Yeah, I've levered your gums at the gingival level rather than incisal level. So I'll put those yeah. notes in because uh, the star system on the left, we have a color coding. So as yeah. soon as I've finished my check, I will color code that star with my notes. The next step is I don't think about that check anymore because one of my staff will look at that list and if they see the colored star, they know that that, that check needs to be shared with the patient. Mm-hmm. They'll copy my notes and add it to the template we've got, send it off to the patient. We wait for the patient to confirm back that they're happy with it. And if they've yeah. got any questions, again, I'm not gonna to talk to the patient on the phone. Ideally, I don't ever want a patient to come back and talk to me in the surgery about a clean check Yeah, yeah, a total waste of my time. Yeah, yeah. So if they've got questions, I want it to be written and I'm gonna write that back to them. And that will be kind of a, um, Consent form for me, because if one day we finish and there's an argument, I'll go back to those emails and I'll pull it out and say, you know what, this is... This is what we had a discussion, and and that's why I always want it to be written because you know uh, what we say yeah, in a surgery right. Content, right? It covers. If, I wish patient. I could record whatever I say in surgery, but yeah. you know they say don't, no, you can't record it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I want it to be written. Therefore, I, ideally, I want the patients, even if they come to surgery, I, I'll tell them, you know, when you go back, I want to write bullet points of your concerns, and I'll reply yeah. back to you because I want that to be registered and recorded somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny. Couple of, I think, a couple of months ago, I went to the clinic once, and one of my team members was saying, oh, have can you have you seen this? That you can star these uh, next to the patient name. So now I know who's who's the man behind creating those stars." So, now.
1: So yeah, we got different colors, and you know, each color for uh, our staff means different thing. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like uh, we we go through the color codes, and yeah. it's basically a way of not communicating between us you know yes. like they see a gold star they know okay that's he's done moses done the clean check is ready to go i just yeah. need to send it so yes. somebody yes. will see it send it uh patient's confirmed the star changes color you know yeah. and they paid it just gets ordered et cetera. it's
0: just like a traffic light system right exactly. it's just everybody yes. know green means good to go right get the money yes. in and get the patient booked in and uh, start the treatment right so yeah absolutely and you know it's it's all about Efficient, and you know what you're saying is is really refreshing. And you are doing roughly around four to five hundred cases in that one clinic. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, and it's all about systems and efficiencies. Now let let's talk about and uh, How Invisalign plays a part in your overall treatment planning, and other treatments are you doing?
1: How does that work? So you know, I see Invisalign as a lab. You know. If I'm doing oh. veneers, I'm going to use a lab. If I'm doing Invisalign, Invisalign is my lab, mm-hmm. uh, and I treat them as a lab. Obviously, right. I want their support, and I want to, yeah. them to renovate, uh, uh, innovate, and yeah. uh, you know keep updated because you know that's their job. That's why we pay them so much. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Invisalign really, really has you know a, an excellent customer service. Uh, A lot of times I I, I used to say, you know what, if everything else in dentistry was the same as Invisalign, it would be amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could scan my crown, get the lab to share the crown as a simulation with me, uh, for me to do final adjustment and shape, and then click order, how good would that be, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm still trying to find a lab which would do this with me, and, you know, but it's difficult. I don't, hopefully once, you know, uh, I don't know, Exocad gets, uh, you know, uh, sufficient enough to kind of do all this, yeah. you know, we can do that. But um, same for implants. And I told some uh, many years ago, 10, 12 years ago, we were having some discussions with Strauman around, uh, you know, the scanning digital, etc. I said, you know, like if you can make a package, of the implant is placed, uh, you know, I can I can ask for a specific crown, you make it and you send it to me mm-hmm. uh, in the best quality possible by UPS so I can track yeah. it, you know, know when mm-hmm. it's arriving, yeah, then yeah. That, that is ideal. So yeah, Invisalign uh, for me is probably the only company at the moment I would use uh, for aligner systems because mm. I've got a good relationship with them They have good customer service, and uh, they've got a good product in a way, and the product improved all the time. So that's how I use Invisalign. I don't look at Invisalign. Okay, can you market for me? You know, uh, I hear some reps they saying, "Oh, we're doing open days, and we have to go." Look, if if you're not able to do an open day in your own clinic, and you need Invisalign's help. I think you need more help than that to run. Many,
0: yeah, absolutely. You've got you've got a product which people are coming into your clinic and asking for it. Can I have Invisalign? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, they've already been educated. They've already been told Definitely. what this product is about. You just need to, you know, I always say that the difference between good clinics and uh, the average clinics is when people are coming into we're just trying to do it quicker, faster and most efficient way than anybody else and that's the, that's the difference between a successful clinic and mm-hmm. people who are doing few cases is they've got that efficiencies and they've got that uh, they've got the team around them so mostly we've both been working with Invisalign you know you started with 2006 I've started with 2007 and I you know I completely agree with you there's a there's a product and there's a people it's a people business and, you know, I, I completely agree with you that, you know, the workforce is, they look after doctors pretty well. But let's talk about the product. As a product, have you seen that you are doing, finishing the cases quicker? Have you noticed that you're doing less additional liners? How do you
1: think the product has evolved over the last, last 10 years since you've been using it? <clears> Obviously <throat> it's made it a lot easier for me. So uh, I can see the teeth strike better. Uh, you know, I can see that the attachments are working better. Um, I can do definitely more complicated treatment. Uh, in one of the courses I uh, have on one of the masterclasses, I've got a bunch of cases I did in 2008 and 2009. And when I went back to those, and this is pre optimized attachments, this is pre smart track material, I could do pretty complex treatment with just the aligner and attachments, which I was putting on the patient's teeth. Yeah. And what I see is that at that point, it used to take me around 45 minutes to an hour to kind of finalize a clean check. And now it takes me probably about a minute or two. Wow. To do a clean check. Yeah, yeah. That's where I see what's Invisalign. How have they helped me? This is mm-hmm. how they've helped me. Yeah, you know press the Live Update button at the bottom, see what comes out, and do another one, Live Update, see what comes out, and then finalize it, boom, it's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, do I, you know, I don't want to go against a lot of people's ideology, you know, like, do I change seven days align No, I don't. I I don't change seven Uh days, you know. Uh, I really go- do Do you still do two weeks? I do initial first two aligners two weeks uh-huh. uh, and then we get, we drop it down to 10 days and pretty wow. much throughout the treatment will be 10 days. Okay. And sometimes if I see patient is really tracking well, then yeah. I'll drop it to seven days. Right. And that's really like last third uh, uh, trimester of their treatment, let's say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'll drop it to seven, but my idea is to, yes, do the least amount of refinement uh, so there's no advantage for me to kind of finish the treatment so quickly for the patient, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't want to kind of mess around with an attachment, not tracking and then, mm-hmm. okay, now we have a problem, you know? So uh, ideally I want to do one refinement for every patient.
0: Ideally. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, I'm saying, I, wouldn't, I would rather not do it, a refinement <laughs> and <laughs> finish the fir- yeah. first go. And yeah. it sometimes happens, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that every time I've scanned, I found something, you know, even if I didn't see it on that session, mm-hmm. once I've looked mm-hmm. at the 3D scan and I, I was like, okay, I need to adjust the bite here. I need to take a premature contact off. I can mm-hmm. see a little bit of rotation here and there. So I embed that in the total plan. So uh, yeah. Yeah, we do a refinement. Uh, so we do the first lot of aligners and a refinement. Ideally, I want to finish at that point. But yeah, obviously, there's cases where you know you had to do more. So yeah,
0: I think, think that that's that's pretty much is happening with us as well. On average, we are doing plus one. You know, one, one, yeah. one of. Uh, so you mentioned about masterclass, Mosin, Mosin. Tell tell me
1: more about it. So pre-pandemic, I used to do. Uh, I used to do all of the um, Scandics in a way. I used to do a masterclass for them. And that Mm -hmm. was a full six hour uh, course, which was, uh, it was, it had everything in it. So ideally Mm -hmm. it was dentists who had done Invisalign for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. And at that point was to show them, you know, safest way to distalize, uh, which distalization systems you can use, what exactly elastics you're gonna use, what buttons you're gonna use, how do you close an open bite? Posterior open bite. Um, because, you know, without the auxiliaries, I couldn't finish a case, a complex case. Yeah, and It's much more efficient for me to do some auxiliaries and finish the case rather than do 10 sets of refinements. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and sometimes I'd I, I meet some dentists, they say, I did 40 aligners for this patient, then halfway I stopped it and I did another 30 aligners, and then I did another... I was like, yes, I understand it's free and you can get these aligners. Well, it's not free anymore. It's £13, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like you can get these for virtually no cost to you. Yeah, but what maybe. you don't understand is that you're wasting time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I've got an extrusion, I'm going to put a button. It takes me less than five minutes to put a button, give the patient an elastic and yeah. hook it on their aligner, just finish the case. So yeah. that's what I was teaching in the masterclass is kind of, how to do things and how to do finished things and uh, again make it more efficient so is that, that, that is a, I was is saying. that you've been running by yourself or no, it, you was through, you? it was through it was through a line right uh, but the scandinavians have got uh, you know like the line doesn't own the company so i think they yeah. work through the secondary company so uh, yeah they used to uh, but Align used to pay me for this, so I uh, okay. you know, to go along and do that masterclass. It was run by Align in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So in talking to you, you know, I have I come across lots of people, you know, with the MySmile network, you know, there's lots of people I'm working with. I've come across people, either they're very good at business or they're very good at clinical. You are exceptional. You're talking about, you know, testing with Align with their iTero elements, you know, giving them recommendations, trying to improve the product. And then on top of that, you have put together amazing systems and processes and running a business. How do you manage all this?
1: I know it's it's difficult. It's not easy. Uh Uh, It isn't easy. And uh, maybe I should slow down (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. You're a fast dentist. You
0: should, you should, we should tell a line how, how we can be quicker and faster, right? <laughs> let, them, uh, let them
1: continue exploring uh, the product. That's what they want from me. But, uh, you know, when I said, I, I told you before we started the interview, I work uh, three days during the week and I work every Saturday. Um, right. So, yeah, one of my days is kind of, you know, sit down, uh, do some admin work, you know, finish off my clean checks, you know, uh, zap through it. Uh, and um, But the business side is always I run it in a way that I get my staff to help me, you know, and give yeah. input to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's from all level, from, you know, the uh, whoever comes in and whoever's got more experience, I, I accept their feedback and then try to kind of work on that feedback and just, try to get the business to run as good as it can. Obviously we have, you know, ups and downs sometimes. Yeah, we all have uh, our challenges, right? So, <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, no,
0: this, it's been good, it's been good. So just to close off a few questions, uh, really, Mawson. You're stuck in a desert desert island. Who would you choose to be your companion?
1: So if my wife is okay. listening. Oh yeah.
0: you. Yes, she. she yeah, she, we got to. We got to make sure that she is
1: there. <laughs> Who else? Would Who it would be somebody that would uh, have the skills to make me survive on that island. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it would be somebody with skills uh, to, you know, get me out of the island, hopefully, or complete what I can do to survive on that island. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you a name because I don't know who's going to help me at that point. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have to figure it out who, who that exactly. would be at that time. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. So,
0: you know, you are uh, running a business, you are getting quicker and faster with your efficiencies and your systems and processes. Where do you learn all this? Where this inspiration comes from? Is there any books or any
1: resources or stuff you can recommend to our listeners? You know, uh, many, many years ago, there was a few things that there was, you know, there's moments in life which you hear somebody talk and you get something out of it. Mm-hmm. So there was um, many years ago when I was a student, I used to, uh, before I was a dentist, by the way, I was, uh, I did uh, computer science. So helps oh, <laughs> that that a little bit, but uh, oh, that's I why was, you love
0: your, that's why you love your technology and yeah, uh, that's why you're techie. Now, now I, now I got it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So uh, I was working as a, in, in summers, I used to work as a computer engineer in this textile company. And one day I oh. went into, and this was, they sent me to this company in Romania, which was a, a textile company. It was a German company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just sitting, waiting for something to happen. I can't remember. But um, one of the Romanian staff was, was typing on the computer uh, a letter. And the, the German lady, which was the one of the managers or staff, uh, you know uh, the boss, I can't remember, she came and she looked at the letter and she said, "You forgot to put, you know, because in Romanian uh, uh, alphabet they've got these little commas and dots and etc. Mm-hmm. around the letters." And she said, "You haven't put the le- dots and commas etc. Right. on the letters, so you've just printed it." She said, "Oh, but Romanians will understand." And she said, "But if you can make something better." Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And that, that, I was just sitting there as a, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just heard her say it. And it just clicked into me. And it really, I was like, wow, you know, that's why <laughs> she's German. And that's why they <laughs> got the German product is because, you know, and then at that point, I knew that whatever I do, I want it to be better. I want yeah. it to be, to be as best as possible. Yeah, and yeah, the quest for that has always helped me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, To do it. Another thing that helped me really kind of improve my dentistry uh, was um, I knew that I'm not going to be the last dentist to see this patient. Mm
0: -hmm. And I thought,
1: if tomorrow somebody sees my work, I want to be proud of that work. Yeah. I don't want to be criticized. I want the Mm -hmm. second dentist to look at it and say, he's done a nice job rather than saying, you know, that's pretty crap yeah yeah, um, yeah so and i see it sometimes i see you know um i see patients come in sometimes to see me for different things they've just had invisalign attachments are removed all teeth are scratched you know yeah, the, yeah. the attachments are not removed properly etc it really buggers me It's like how could you leave this like this so yeah you know yeah. like and I think at that point, the, de- the dentist said, you know, this patient is never going to see any other dentist with- beside me. And I think if you change your mentality and think, you know, uh, somebody else is going to come and check this work, I yeah. think you're going to improve it. So yeah. uh, those have been two things that really helped me throughout my work.
0: Yeah, Mohsen, you know, you put that so beautifully and, you know, I can tell you how authentic you are. You said at the start, you know, you treat your patients like your brothers. And you know, it's like the daughter test, which you must have heard about, you know, treat us exactly. uh, as you would like to be treated. And, you know, it's, it's. Uh, and, you know, the, the the reason of your success is you're authentic. You take pride in what you do. And, the, you know, that that's rare. You know, people ask me, you know, how somebody can do four or 500 cases. It's not a bloody rocket science, you know. Everybody's got the same, you know, same skills, same equipment. It's it's you know, if you look after people, if you connect with people, and that that's what uh, that's what patients are looking for, really. So you know, honestly, man, it's been worth waiting for you for three months. I know we've been <laughs> trying to <laughs> put together for a
1: long time,
0: <laughs> but at last uh, we managed to get here. So now it's it's been it's been a real privilege, Maasin. Thank,
1: Thank you for you. your Thank time, me. buddy. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers, buddy.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mastering Your Invisalign Business. For more inspiration and to find out how you can build your business with Invisalign, visit drsandeepkumar.co.uk.